How do you read the Word of God? Do you read it in faith or do you read it in fear? Do you read it with assurance from God that these words are life? Or do you not see the words of life and in your fear you see only judgment? That's possible as well with Romans chapter 8. It's one of the most wonderful good news passages in the Bible. It tells us how we live by faith without fear of death how we live in uh, the presence of God, and yet there are certain wordings or uh, uh, verses that if read with fear sound as though they're judgment, and we're we're about to see one of those right now. Remember then, last time we spoke, to, uh, we spoke about uh, the uh, righteous requirement of the law, that is, what the law is pointing towards, which is Jesus himself, um, is fulfilled in us, not in the sense that the law's um, righteousness is fulfilled in us, but Christ, faith in him, is fulfilled in us. Because as we trust in Christ... We are doing exactly what the law was intended to do, which is to point to him, not to itself. So it says there in Romans 4, 8 verse 4, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And not walking according to the flesh is not allowing our human nature to endlessly condemn us, to regularly um, recall the guilt that we deserve, that we have in us, uh, and the fear and the shame, and it is uh, that is of course just part of the whole story. But that's the major one that I want to emphasize as we move forward beyond our struggles with addiction. We will not get beyond them if we are endlessly dragged down by guilt, shame, and fear. And then, uh, that's a little bit of background and context, Paul says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that's, uh, okay, so we've come across a couple of verses that, if read with fear, sound like judgment. But if, if read with faith, they are enormous good news. So how do we read these verses with fear? Well, it's as if you're hearing a warning, a pointing finger from God, and, and uh, God saying, now listen here to me, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. For the flesh is death, and I will destroy you. That's how I used to read these verses when I was in fear and when I was uh, under the judgment of um, legalism. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. They're always fleshly. They're always lustful. uh, They're always um, uh, turning away from God. That's what it sounds like. But now, if you uh, read these verses according to faith, listen again. Well, those who live according to the flesh will naturally set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit will naturally set their minds on the things of the Spirit, Uh, and you see the benefit of that. 
to set your mind on the things of the Spirit where there is no condemnation, where there is no judgment, where there is no fear, where you are reconciled to the heart of God, where your sinful nature is not charged against you, where you are counted as righteous, where you believe that everything that happens to you is going to be an ultimate blessing, even though there are trials and tribulations that you go through, well, that's life in the Spirit. Do you see the difference? Paul is not threatening us here. We need not look at these verses from fear, but rather look at them from faith, which is really saying what a privilege we have to live according to the Spirit. You see, we are living, in other words, in the kingdom of Christ. That's what it is to live according to the Spirit. Don't interpret these verses in a, an internal, psychological way, thinking, well, do I have the Holy Spirit? Uh, do I... Um, uh, have I been converted properly? Um, am I overcoming everything so that the Spirit stays with me? That's not what Paul is talking about. He's talking about the kingdom of grace, the kingdom of Christ, in which there is righteousness and peace and justification. We are declared innocent before him. We are no longer living in the kingdom of Adam, which is sin and death, but in the kingdom of Christ, which is righteousness, his righteousness, and life. And therefore, when things trouble us in the world, like uh, financial difficulties or health issues or relationships or um, uh, some fear and problem, trials and tribulations, we don't suddenly think, oh, God's against me. God is in, uh, not happy with me. These things would not be happening to me if I were being blessed by God. No, don't think like that. To think like that is to think according to the flesh. But to lift up your heart and say, Father, I thank you for the troubles that I'm going through because they only strengthen my faith. They draw me nearer to you. And these troubles do not indicate any judgment from you. For I have been counted righteous in your Son, Jesus Christ, and I praise you for the difficulties that I'm going for, uh, through. For they are training my faith, dear God. They're training my trust in you. Do you see what a, a wonderful difference this makes? So those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Now, setting your mind on the things of the flesh, of course, can be totally carnal, like your desire for sex or your desire for, uh, I mean carnal sex, not healthy sex, uh, or your desire for drugs or drink. That can be setting your mind on the things of the flesh. Or your worry as to whether you, what will you do if you lose your job or if the economy goes southward. Uh, and all of those things is setting your minds on the things of the flesh. This is really Paul's way of saying what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount when he said, Do not be anxious or worry, because your Father knows you need, uh, have need of clothing and food. Don't worry about what you will eat whether you or what you will drink or what you will wear, 
uh, consider the lilies of the valley. They have no um, fear. They have no anxiety or concerns because God clothes them and they are clothed better than even Solomon in all his glory. See, this is what Paul is talking about when he says, don't set your mind on the things of the flesh. To set your mind on the things of the flesh is to be anxious, to be worried. You're saying, Colin, you're telling me not to worry. I can't stop worrying. That's the point. Worry is as much an addiction as alcohol is, as alcohol can be, that is. And so what do we do? with our worries, with our concerns about our family and our kids or our parents or how they're faring and what, or their ill health. We have to train ourselves to lift up our hearts and say, Father, this trouble that I'm facing is causing me to worry. I want to praise you and thank you that worry has no power to separate me from you. I give you thanks, dear God, that my worries cannot separate, cannot break my faith relationship with you. In fact, Lord, I thank you for the worry because it's an opportunity to remind myself to trust in you and to say, Father, I thank you for my child who is going, my young teenage teenager, say, who's going through so much difficulty, so many trials, so many heartaches. Lord God, it makes me want to worry sick, and yet I thank you so much that you are taking care of him or her. You are guiding him, guiding her to the place where he or she will put faith in you and will trust in you forever. This is how we work with our faith, you see. So then, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, worry, anxiety, um, depression. What happens when you're depressed? Do you simply stay in depression? Do you uh, shut yourself out from God and people and the fresh air and the sunshine? Now, what you say is, Father, I am depressed. And Father, I want to thank you that you are with me in my depression. I don't feel like praising you, dear Father, and I thank you that I don't feel like praising you because this is an opportunity simply to say I believe in you, I trust in you, even when my heart doesn't have the song of praise. And I thank you, dear Father, that praise will return to me, that you in your good time will restore my soul. For those who live according to the flesh, verse 5 of chapter 8 then of Romans, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. And so you look to God and you say, Father, I just praise you that I have eternal life dwelling in me. I give you thanks, dear God, that when I look forward, I do not look forward to my death, but to my resurrection. I do not look forward to dying to this world, but look forward to living to you, with you for eternity. I thank you, dear Father, that the future is so bright for me because it is Christ who loves me. It's not bright for me because I'm a good person, but because you have been good to me. So verse 6 then says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
And again, you read this verse not with fear, which sounds, which makes it sound as if it were a threat. Be careful now, because if you're carnally minded, that's death. That'll kill you. But to be carnally minded is life and peace. No, this is read by faith. And when we read it by faith, God is reminding us, now don't try to move away from your natural humanity. Do it by faith, because your natural humanity will only end up in death. And I have given you life. So your spiritual humanity, the humanity that I have given you in Christ, that is life and peace, my son, my daughter. Come to me with your troubles. Give, lift your heart up to me in praise. When you feel down and when you have nothing to thank God for, when things seem to be against you, give thanks to me that I am for you, and if I am for you, nothing can be against you. This is how we live, you see. This brings health of mind. I'm telling you, this health of mind is as good as a pack of vitamins. It is as good as all the minerals and multivitamins you can take. I'm not saying don't take multivitamins. I take them myself. But I know this, that the health of the mind comes by faith, and the health of the mind by faith will bring health to your body. Thanks for joining me today. Colin Cook here, and this broadcast is called How It Happens. You can hear it on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or, uh, or Spotify or podbean.com, and key in How It Happens with Colin Cook when you get there. If you would kindly consider a donation, it would help to keep the broadcast going, which is now in its 26th year. You can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com, or you can make it, uh, send your donation by mail to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Thanks so much for all your support. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless. <music>